following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Order, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourites, actors and directors would rather forget they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always, he's back from his holiday, where he startled the locals with his knowledge of fancy, expensive hats and tiny hands. It's James. They wouldn't release me after that Bridges thing. I think that was last week with the Bridges. (laughs) And a man who rolled a natural one in charisma, but 20 in persistence. It's Planty. Why are you order? It was D&D last time, wasn't it? That's quite a good line. I liked it. I liked liked it a lot. Uh, I would have liked it a lot if I wasn't the one with no charisma. (laughs) (laughs) I'd literally roll these. Uh, If you want to follow us on Twitter at Hallmark Great and on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark Greatness, or if you want to pick a film for us to watch, because that would be good, because then we could stop watching absolute bobbins (laughs) like whatever this week was. Uh, There's an email, hallmarkgreatness at gmail.com. How was your holiday? Yeah, it was good. I got engaged. Hey, so congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, in a way, <gasps> we can, we'll do the wedding. Uh, I also <laughs> heard. I also heard you ate raw fish, like actual wet fish from the sea. Yeah, we've got an Italian mate, and he told us to go to his hometown, and it took about three hours, and we got there, and then he was like, "You need to try the raw fish at this restaurant." And I don't think "need" was the right word because I did you- it. Can you? Yeah. I know you can. Kay was saying this. Can you actually just go out into the sea, grab a fish, and eat it? Bite it. Apparently, yes. Gollum always did it. Yeah, yeah why not? time I see him. Because I was like, is it not that ceviche stuff where you put lime on it and it sort of the acid nope. cooks? It. It's at least a little bit cured, that isn't it? Yeah, not just. Uh, I I would say it was. It was fine. Everything hard. tasted like jelly. It was fine, <laughs> but nothing was improved by the fact that it was raw. Right. There were some things that were nice, but nothing was better than if it had been cooked. Fair enough. That sounds about right, to be honest. I just I but was, their cooked stuff was yeah. When I was when I was told about it, I was like, that sounds like hell on earth. Raw <laughs> fish. It's just no. And the fact that you travelled so far <laughs> to try it. <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, due to popular demand or the fact that we couldn't think of anything to do this week, uh, we have chosen to do. Nineteen eighty-eight Ninja Strike Force. The pain on his face. If they could only see all the way through <laughs> that sort of like drumbeat roll-up, he just like so sad. Nineteen eighty-eight, though. I mean, I was certain I was watching something from seventy-three. It's mm. I, I, as we as we get into it, it turns out that this is made up of many other films that have been cut together with a new bit of material put in or old material i don't know how which way around it is so the bits that were in hong kong or wherever it was probably were from the 70s because <laughs> everyone's got flares on and he's smoking tabs like but oh, fucking i liked this. it i thought i put down that it was the best ninja film that i've ever seen that also doubles as a k- kitchen sink drama <laughs> yeah and about the, the dangers of smoking um <laughs> Guys, the capitalism of yeah. a bike tournament, two men raising <laughs> a disabled child, <laughs> the sudden education, <laughs> two wildly different and very strident leading ladies, mm-hmm. a piano concerto, the ravages of TV in an undeveloped East Pacific nation, and the decline and fall of the Ninja Empire. It's, the end. <laughs> it's, it's got it all. It covers everything from start to finish. James, do you have a synopsis for Ninja Strike Force? 
I, I, I do. Um, I, it doesn't start. Every time Ellen I do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, give me more credit. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the the plot thing is driven by you, the people that listen to this. Um, we put a thing out on Twitter. We'll do it again where we just get people to feed into this. Uh, every week we call it something different because it doesn't have a name. And I got up with the idea of why don't I just automate the name? So I okay. did. So this week it's called the twirling future device of tomorrow. I like it. That's a, that's a I thought you were going to go with something like the strike force of blocks. <laughs> Yacintha Ninja is a local... <laughs> is that a real name? Is a local cake artisan who ends up extricating herself from her ex-Napoleon bottle and his many goons, or else she will lose her business. The plot thickens when Jacintha is acquainted with Butch Strike, a helicopter repairman who makes his own candles. <laughs> Things really heat up when the Angevin Empire is re-established across, across Northern Europe and the couple must work together. Will they ever visit an overly lit Pier 1 imports? Perhaps. Sorry, what was he called? Butch Strike? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that isn't like a Chuck Norris character in another film, then I'm disappointed. <laughs> I think Makes His Own Candles came from you, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, no, because he's, he's soft. He, he makes it from the fat that he rends from his enemies. <laughs> um, the actual synopsis. Um, Gordon the ninja learns from his master that the ancient sword he carries has a great power locked within it. Should the leader of the five ninja clans be killed, the power would grow to become absolutely invincible. Shortly after sharing this knowledge, however, the master is killed by the evil black ninja. Gordon must now seek out the remaining clan masters and warn them of the approaching dangers before it's too late. What this synopsis fails to point out is that that is about 15 minutes of the film at a push. <laughs> the rest of it concerns Jim. Is he called Jim? I don't even he know. Is, he's called Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Oh, yeah, because there's, there's Jim Jones, Richard E. Grant, and Linda <laughs> Cummings later on. <laughs> And his struggles to get by in an uncaring, unfeeling world <laughs> where the little man is put upon and your boss can go through your trouser pockets while you're not paying attention. <laughs> I was so excited to see a Ninja Strike Force. And there were, there's none. There's no Ninja Strike Force. They all sort of get together in a park and have a chat, but no one strikes. It's not anyone. a Strike Force, is it? I'm going no, to reschedule it's... so many meetings as Strike Force meetings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, oh, fucking hell. Let's get into it. First off, out of the gate, this opening music is tremendous. This is my new ringtone. It is brilliant, at, at least until you get halfway through the film and you've heard it five times. Yeah. 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 They only pay for two bits of music, and boy, are they going to use it. Uh, in the background <laughs> of this music, we have our hero, Gordon, and another unidentified man doing poses with swords. <laughs> Yeah, it, it very much felt to me like strong rushing music that would be suitable for like anime when two people are battling, which is not, you know, it's part of the genre. So, I made a note here that says that two of the people in the two of the actors in the uh, in the actual film were Eagle Lee yes. and Ming Ming. Nice. So so evil they right. named him twice. <laughs> I don't know about Ming Ming, but Eagle Lee is Jim. Oh, is it and, really? Oh, okay. All right, excellent. And, and his name in the original is not Jim. <laughs> no, I had a feeling it was. <laughs> I had a feeling he didn't speak with an Australian accent, although. <laughs> I enjoyed the Australian I dub. Too. I, the, the guy in the restaurant deserves an Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> The, the main the main ninja guy I thought was Kilroy Silk. Well, oh, yeah. I got he looks like Walter White. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. 
Yeah, when he put. But um, this thing goes on for ages, though. Various poses. One of them is the Asian man looking directly at Gordon's crotch, like he's <laughs> kneeling straight, straight eye like that. But then it, it sort of cuts in from the shadows, and you just see it's, it's quite an elderly man with a headband on that says ninja, <laughs> <laughs> nin, and then a ninja, ja, yeah. which I believe is the German for ninja, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ninja. <laughs> Yeah, he's just this very old man posing with a sword. And I'm like, okay, this is strange. Do you reckon the ninja thing is like that, hello, my name is Badge, that people wear? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, we know you're Montoya, prepare yeah. to die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're introduced to his his master, who he doesn't have a name. He's carrying this, this sword down some stairs in uh, a municipal park that's got up a gold He's carrying it. it on a sword stand. That's not how you carry a It's not how you carry a sword. I didn't understand why he was doing that. You're not allowed to touch it because it will corrupt you. Well, all right then. Ah, I'd, I'd probably have it in a carrier bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says one of them grabbers. <laughs> yeah, teddy picker. Uh, he explains he's walking with Gordon, and he calls it the sword of catastrophe, and that it contains a strong spirit, which yeah uh, will fuck you up. And he says that black ninjas long ago averted a disaster. Don't a, specify what that is. A big disaster. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a big disaster. Not a run-of-the-mill everyday disaster. Sounds like, like it was written by moves. a six-year-old. And there's <laughs> a prophecy, there's a prophecy <laughs> that the leaders of the five ninja clans will be defeated by the black ninja and they will become invincible. Yeah, that was basically what the synopsis do. says. I think the synopsis <laughs> yeah. is that opening line, that opening paragraph that the master says. To be honest, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know what the Black Ninjas averting the disaster has to do with the fact that there's a sword that kills people and that the Black Ninjas. Uh, yeah. Does it matter? I, it, plays, anyway. it pays very little part to the plot. They both individually pose with swords for a bit after that. Poses with a sword and then he goes, <laughs> Gordon, go and practice. Because as it turns out, most of being a ninja is just twirling around in the park. <laughs> <laughs> twirling, twirling. <laughs> uh, twirling is turns- one of the adjectives for the plot generator, by the way. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that the master has made the sod a little cup of tea. So that was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, a man appears through a bush with a, what I thought was a blowpipe, like them things from yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. yeah. But no, he uses it to fire sand, pocket sand, <laughs> into the master's face uh, and then just stabs him up. Steals yeah, he the shurikens sword. him, somersaults over him for no reason and then so stabs him with the sword. When he turns up, bearing in mind, this guy is supposed to be the black ninja. He turns up in blue. He does, yeah. I was going to turns up in that. a blue waistcoat, like a shiny waistcoat, like a game show host. Yeah, he had yeah. sequence on her, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's fabulous. <laughs> he wouldn't have done any deadly. Darts, would he? When well, you've got to steal the sword of catastrophe, but also be on Strictly Come Dancing. Like. <laughs> Gordon rushes over after he vanishes, promises that he's going to deck Black Ninja, warn the other four clans, red, pink, white, and camo. And consult the descendant of the Grand Master on the way uh, 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 on yeah how he's going to kill that Black Ninja to defeat the Ninja, not the defeat the Ninja, <laughs> not that one from Dragon Sound, which is infinitely better. Uh, and then yeah, it's I, uh, I really he, wanted all of oh, them God. to have color co- color coordinated gear, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> 
they've each got their own individual ninja headband that says yeah. ninja on it. I told you, it's all about so you know they're a ninja. Yeah. If you listen to the uh, weird thing about that episode about karate and so on, you know that it's a big money-making scam because you have to buy a new belt and new gear and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's how they get your ninjas, you see. Sell them first, money. First one's free, and then like, <laughs> oh, your headband's out of date, or the end falls off, and it just says ninja. <laughs> <laughs> your shuriken's only got eight points instead of yeah. 12. <laughs> you just, oh, you just, like, all the wheels fall off. Um, Yeah, and then we cut to the actual hero of this film, in my eyes, Jim. Who's playing Paperboy, smashing windows, watch out for the dogs and the potholes. Right, this <laughs> is his great. first job out of many in this film. He has a lot of jobs, possibly because he gets fired from a lot of them. He gets fired from nearly all he, of them, yeah. He falls up with these jobs, though. Like, he starts with a child's job and gradually works his way up. But doesn't get the credit. Uh, I noticed that some of the newspapers he's throwing have got rubber bands on them, and some of them haven't, which would just poof, open as you threw them, wouldn't they? It's <laughs> <laughs> the news. <laughs> uh, he, he delivers these newspapers on his bike, and it's a proper old bike where you have to pedal backwards to brake, which I liked. <laughs> you don't see a lot of them around anymore. Uh, and then he goes to his other job in a hotel. Yeah, he's like a bellhop or something. Yep. Uh, he's helping someone to the lift, but he, he he fluffs a bed and like does a pillow upside down, puts a mint on it, you know, that sort of stuff. And then he's helping someone to the lift with their bags and he's calling at the manager's office and the manager accuses him of stealing a lighter because they found it in his trousers, but he's wearing his trousers. <laughs> yep. So I, I don't know. And um, his 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 line here is, hey, it's some kind of frame-up. Take this <laughs> and stick it. Uh, it is a frame-up. Oh, all the way through this as well. Everyone's got very thick uh, Australian accents for some reason. That's not us being racist. They have got Australian accents, apart from the ninja side of it, who have got American-ish accents. And a, yeah. and a British bloke. And one British guy. But everyone else is like, core blimey, Sheila. It's... <laughs> it's the kangaroo is pooed all down the bloody billabong. That sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a frame-up. He quits his job, and then we cut to uh, a red ninja waving a collapsible clothes prop around in a park. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought as well that the black ninja who appears at this point... Um, he just sounds like Bane to me and that you can't actually hear what he's saying half the time. He only has two lines. I think. Yeah. One of those is prepare to die now, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> Not prepare to die at some point, like immediately. No, prepare. This very moment. Uh, they have a fight. Uh, Red Ninja is defeated because he's waving around a, cro- a clothes prop. Uh, and at this point, we get into the thing, whenever a ninja dies, they must do a front flip. <laughs> Don't know why. It's the rules. That's uh, how a ninja dies. Uh, oh, also, ninjas can teleport by doing this, like monkey magic uh, thing to their face and turning slightly. <laughs> and you can just teleport at will. Out. There's not even a distance or anything. I like... don't think they really know what a ninja is. No. I thought I did until today. <laughs> I mean, my knowledge of playing it, of like Ninja Gaiden and stuff, is that you wear dark clothes, you're very stealthy, uh, you know, you act in the shadows, you're not in a big pink leotard running around a park with a pole. Like, but uh, hey ho. Yeah. Anyway, it cuts back to Jim again. He's taken his disabled son, it's not his son, but it looked like his son. It's at first, his brother's down to the, son. 
local abandoned crack den to live for now on because he's been fired. Yep. Uh, so he has to get a job working as a waiter, which I count as his third job, yep. in yep. the restaurant of weird sculptures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, a man sits there and a lady comes over, a waitress, and says, what would you like to drink? And he goes, he just starts going on at her. And I thought, <laughs> at that point, I'd have thrown him into the fucking one of the many weird sculptures. <laughs> uh, but he's got a proper... Australian mare voice. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Sort of thing. Uh, he demands uh, another waitress who then gets belittled. He wants to speak to the manager. Another man comes over. <laughs> and at this point, you just fucking kick him out, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. if it was me, uh, Jim gets fired again. It- yeah, just for because apparently he's been insulting to the man. So the manager fires him. So he's uh, not having a good time of it. Uh, and then it cuts to Icky, Mickey Mouse. Is the second oh, character at a gambling that, den? That's his brother. That's his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. Fine. How did you pick up on this level of DR? Because twice. at the end, he says something, and I was like, well, that makes all of this plot redundant then. I thought it was like, it's my brother, in that, you know, he's a fellow sort of like street rat itinerant yeah i didn't want to use the term street well, rat, I, but yeah I, yeah i don't know sort of like aladdin like thing isn't it well, uh and yeah. he tries to cheat them out of money anyway using an old card and a sock technique and yeah. they chase after him and he stumbles into jim who's got a new job writing placards apparently yeah which is his fourth job now. oh i thought he was just writing those placards as a hobby they were just like get it here and stuff like that <laughs> no <laughs> put them outside his house just none of that or any of those um, uh, yeah, it's just raining shit on Jim today, isn't it? Like, he's he's lost three jobs in the space of a day, which is a record for anyone. Yeah, the assailants that are coming after Mickey Mouse uh, deliberately fuck up the sign, and they start asking him about Mickey as though he knows where he is and who he is, because, yeah, I think he's just bumped into him. Yeah. So they pull a knife out on Jim, and he battles them, and there's a lot of placards being thrown around at this point. <laughs> there's a, there's a, he gets hit with, a, like, a broken crate or something, and yeah. for some reason they wrap the boy up in a hose pipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the acting of the child as he's getting slapped as well. Oh, it's like he's waving it's like he's waving away something or putting on some moisture. Yeah. They beat the fuck out of this little kid as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a tough life on the streets. Uh but but Jim, does Jim doesn't respond to this. What does he, he probably say? Just screams probably it's a lot of that. <laughs> he says <laughs> Let's try and do it in an Australian accent. It's not going to go well. He says, leave him alone, you bastard, or I'm going to break your head. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, just to point out, Mickey Mouse is a person called Mickey, but they call him Mickey Mouse. It's, it's not an it's animated not the mouse. Cartoon that mouse. would have been way better. Uh, he'd probably get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we cut to the white ninja. Before that, did you catch the sad piano music as they're getting themselves free? It was no. sending the clowns. What? what? Yeah, and it plays again in that in that final scene where the nurses come in to see a Mickey Mouse. Wow, and it's sending OT, the clowns, finally. and you're kind of like, what? What? Like you have not paid for sending how the they clowns. Snuck that. There was something. There was a piece of music in there that I thought was something else, but turns out it just sounded a bit like it. But yeah, I missed. Like, oh, I missed sending oh, the I was clowns. Absolutely blown away. I thought that's got to be a really dear piece of music. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently it's, cheap. it's probably on free license or something. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jim gets is he just gets beaten up, and Mickey's like, "Oh, thank you, thank you." Uh, Jim explains he's now got to move because they'll come back. Um, so he and he says that he found the kid on the street, and then says he's retarded, and I felt pity for him, and I thought mm, that could have been handled better. Yeah, it was the eighties. I guess you were still allowed to say that then. Yeah, I don't think it yeah. was said with like 
No, yeah. I think it's bad so translation. <laughs> if yeah. what's being translated is from the actual film and not magic roundabout style, they wrote a story around what they think's happening on screen. Yeah, well, they definitely did that in some points. Didn't they? To get these two absurdly mismatching films to link up together. I think there's three. I think there's a third film in there. Because what the fuck is that bike race about? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, none of the summer house from scene this in the in fourth that. act. <laughs> that was the bit I was like, who are all these people on a tandem now? What's going on? What <laughs> um, could well be? I mean, only one is linked to it, and it, I, I will drop the name for it now. It's called Quo How Crams for College from 1981. Um, not Jim. Steve Cram. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, White Ninja with a ginger moustache. With a little ginger ginger moustache and a stick he's got. That's his. Uh, I've written uh, the ginger ginger ninja. Oh, very good. Um, He has the complexion of someone likely to be killed by a slightly sunny day. And he also (laughs) looks a little bit like Bo out of Superstore. He does have a look of Bo, yeah. 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 There's a lot of people in this who look like... Once the mask comes down... Oh, also, every time the Black Ninja kills someone, he pulls his mask down, and then that's it. It just cuts yeah. to the next scene. <laughs> I, I felt by the end that it was something of a fetish for him. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> pops down the mask at the end. Oh, yeah, he, he kills the, the White Ninja with the front flip, and at this point, I noticed that his the, the, the sword of catastrophe, every time he kills a ninja, they colour it in with a bit more red nail polish further down, like, like, a, like a church fate fix-the-roof fund. Like a big thermometer. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit later on where he just puts it in a tree. Like he just he just leaves it in a in some tree branches for yeah, some don't reason. Worry, don't worry about it. Like, um, and then we cut to Jim's fifth job. Yes, he's working at the car wash. <laughs> car yeah, wash. He and Mickey have gone into business as car washers, laughing merrily all the while. Yeah, uh, and car wash at slash sex emporium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was a bit of a weird tangent, yeah. There's Again, a bit where Mickey Mickey can't keep his eyes off, and uh, he says, "Do the tires," and slaps him on the bum, and then yeah, pervert's bottom. <laughs> yep, uh, he, he starts to scrub them, but gets distracted again. And then he's like, uh, we'll finish now. And then uh, Jim has a little peek through the back window as well. He does, yeah. Everyone Everyone's just horny for the car wash. Even at one point, Gordon turns up to watch as well and then says nothing. Because um, uh, he wasn't in that scene. That's completely it's, it's different. It's clear, yeah, that he's just been sort of like... 19 editing. years later, that was filmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this bit where where the, 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 the pervert, well, the pervert couple, the, the couple that are getting it on, put newspaper in the window. Yeah. So I was going, what is going on here? Like, I must have looked away to do some notes. Look back no. up and it's just newspaper. Yeah, they've just newspapered all the windows so that they can shag in peace. Yeah. But... And then the guy opens, <laughs> he, he goes to knock on the window and punches <laughs> the guy in the face. Yeah, I like that correct. bit. That was really, that was pretty quality fun. work. That. And then he gives I him don't... a newspaper for free. So that's his <laughs> yeah. payment. Uh... Have some sex paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sticky. He used it to keep the stank in. <laughs> uh, we get Pink Ninja now. I haven't got a weapon of choice for the pink ninja. Daggers. I, I uh, oh, um, anime swords. I've yeah, I don't, oh, I don't the know weird... what they're called. Yeah. Ha- axe things. Yeah. 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 It's like the big curly. Yeah, right. Um, it's not the curvy swords because they're later. And I no, 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 no. They're like hand axes, <laughs> but they've got hooks yeah. at the end to twist yeah. the sword. Yeah. And the um, black ninja says, <laughs> prepare to die. <laughs> prepare to die now. Do it. Uh, yeah, uh, another front flip, another dead ninja. I will say the, the fight choreography is pretty good, but the yeah. fights last about 40 seconds. There's a lot of backflips. There's a lot of teleporting. 
Um, and, and but they're not long enough to be. If you're expecting like Matrix style or Daredevil <laughs> one shot takes, you, you're missing because um, turns I mean, out you can't just, actually teleport in real life. This isn't the film for you, whoever you are. This isn't the film for you. <laughs> no. Anyway, Jim cycles past a poster for a piano concert and meets a woman outside who I think is called Sarah. I didn't get her yes. name. Yeah, I think it was Sarah. Uh, and they don't go into the piano concerto because they're too poor and they sit outside and listen to it. Uh, which is a, a very moving scene. They have yeah, a conversation yeah. about classical composers and she says, within the music, there's no discrimination, which I thought was another very profound point. Uh, is this where she, she spends ages going on about her fucking hands? Yes, she does. Yeah. She says, She's like, my hands I, are so rough. And I was like, is that not good for a piano player? I don't know. <laughs> for guitarists and stuff, it's, it's great because you need tough hands. He asks, asks her back tomorrow night for a date and they have another conversation then. But meanwhile, Mickey drives a rickshaw, which is the seventh job he's got. I don't know. Um, he drives it up to a friendly street toy salesman of death. Um, is this <laughs> the, the guy with the balloons? A, yeah. This isn't a custom that I was accustomed Joe, to. Is, is this say. the guy that you subscribe to on Patreon that does the balloons? Johnny, Johnny Balloons. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was, I've never heard of this. And I looked it up and I couldn't find anything about tying, no, tying messages to balloons. In the vein, hope they'll get delivered or they go to heaven. No, it, they go up to heaven. Right. Because he's yeah. like, this is for my mum and dad. And I'm like, well, it's not a homing pigeon. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've written, yeah, I've written exactly that. You know, it's a balloon, not a homing pigeon. But the, the, the guy that's, that does the balloons looks like Charles Bronson. Hey, Belly, I'll write your parents a letter and then slam all. Did anyone catch what the letter said? Oh, I'm oh. doing great. Is it this one? I, I, hey, mum and dad, I'm doing great. In work yeah. or something, yeah. Dear father and mother, how are you? They're, dead. They're, not right, they're not right back. And then he says, I have one great brother and one silly one. And I just thought, you see, the thing is that the writing is like that, but then actually the depiction of the kid, I think, is, is fine. Yeah, and it's very good. Kid. You know, they're, they're together, they're raising a disabled child, and at no point is there any like mockery of that. I don't think he's disabled, I think it's just blunt force trauma to the head. <laughs> I, I didn't put two and two together that the parents were dead. I must admit, did I miss something? Is it mentioned also, that the parents are dead? No, it's not. But also, not James, they... but Mickey's is. He's an orphan. Mickey's a dead. Yeah. But are they not related? Are they not the same person? Are they like, like brother brothers? I thought they were, I thought they were brothers. brothers. Yeah, I thought they were brothers. Nope. Oh, right. Because mm. then if, if, if they were brothers, it makes the whole... A plot of the ninjas redundant because Jim is supposed to be the last. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. I promised my mother. <laughs> yeah, of that, course. That would have been the thing that ruined the film for you, was it? But there's then three of them because that's his son. But then it's not his son. He's just a, a daft kid he found on the street and stole, essentially. <laughs> Uh, Jim lands his second date with the music lady. Uh, she's not actually musical. She was just hanging outside. Um, uh, but she asks him if he thinks that she's a fine lady of the arts. And then she says that she is because she's arrogant, but has big man calloused hands and yeah. she's poor. So, it, I mean, the dialogue is like that. Uh, just also to go back to the balloons briefly, if he's writing to his parents and he's lying to them, because he's not doing well, is he? Like he's having to rob gangsters. Uh, and get other people beaten up on his behalf. If they're in heaven or whatever, they can see what's going on. So they're going to know he's lying. <laughs> yeah. So just just think on, Mickey. Like this is why I was certain they weren't dead. I thought they just lived in a different province. <laughs> but what? They, they, there's no postal service. It's all oh, a balloon. I shall write <laughs> you by balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Send a raven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we get the meeting of the ninjas. 
Hang on, because this is my favourite piece of dialogue. There's a lot of standout bits of dialogue in this. But Sarah asks him about, about Jim and his own life. And see if you can spot where the people who made the second film, stealing this film, inserted their own dialogue to make a bridging device. You're right, you ready? When I was 14, I ran away from home. My father's a ninja, and I didn't want that kind of life. I don't agree with a life of violence. Seamless. <laughs> My father was a ninja. My father was a ninja. He went out to yeah. get throw shurikens one day and never came back. <laughs> and my mother smells of elderberries. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a magic roundabout moment. Um, we cut to the children's soft play area where the meeting of the ninjas takes place. Uh, the remaining ninjas, that is. Um, camo ninja being the best one in my eyes. Sensitive eyes, I put don't know why I put that. Uh, Gordon, as well, got Gordon looks a bit like Walter White. They agree to nothing at this ninja meeting because he says they should like, be all dead. Well, this was my argument was that the, he literally says at the start the other four ninja clans. He's already killed three. So yeah. who are these other fuckers? Like he's, he's killed, not killed camo ninja, ninja, red ninja, and white yeah. ninja. There's still camo ninja, and then he goes and kills white and pink again. I think. Yeah. There's no blue. They haven't even like finished off the primary colors. Roy G. Biv, mate. Yeah. <laughs> But it, he says, like, don't fight him because you'll only lose. And then everyone goes, okay, they all disappear. They all have their own little hand signal for disappearing, which I thought was, like, gave the actor some choice there. Yeah. Uh, they could, you know, wink, whatever. But that's it. And then they all just go off back to doing ninja stuff, which is trying oh, about yeah. in a park. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably the same park. It's, it, well, uh, the, think, the ninja empire. I think at this point they get kicked out of the park and it's just on some waste ground. Uh, it <laughs> the, looks the ninja like... empire is... Just a recreation ground somewhere. Yeah. Uh, like a dog park. This is the ninja park. Go and exercise your ninja there. Uh, <laughs> they're doing car clean up after him. <laughs> they're going back to go back to the car cleaning business. Um, and a rival car cleaning company across the way have dobbed him in to the the police. Yeah. Who get them to move on. Yeah, it's illegal to spill water in the street without a license. Yeah. Yep. After Mickey or fills one of yeah. After Mickey water. fills up his shoe with a load of water for a laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's good like water sloshing sounds that they've yeah, put over that as well. It's and then great. we cut back to Gordon, who's putting his headband on and just yells, Ninja! <laughs> yeah. For no reason. <laughs> and then it cuts away. I liked that bit, not just because of the ninja shouting, but because um, it reminded me as well of uh, that other film we watched, the Interzone, where he's about to eat an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was just going to, what was it, Tegan or something, was going to come along and start feeding him things. Feeding him an egg. <laughs> uh, sexy eggs. Uh, we go back to Jim and Mickey and the daft kid, and they decide to have a day out at the zoo. Oh, this is brilliant. This is a great TV advert for uh, Flamingo Land. I was going to say for Heat and Park Petting Zoo. Uh, because <laughs> them animals, it's a nice zoo montage, yeah. I mean, wait, A, way too small enclosures. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'm fairly sure Mickey throws, flicks a lit cigarette at a hippopotamus. <laughs> oh, God. There's uh, giraffes, bears, hippos. The three of them putting a crown of leaves on a deer for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's king of the deers now. <laughs> um, he, Jim also mentioned something about Sarah having left him for some reason. Don't know what that's about. She reappears hand, later anyway. She rubbed his face and it all bled because her hands were so rough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jim writes his own balloon from the Death Balloon Vendor as well. <laughs> from Death Witch. <laughs> <laughs> At the yeah, zoo, having a good time. Love, Jim. Yeah, there you go. 
Thanks, Jobs Kevin. Are good. Yeah, um, it's a very sort of like casual thing as well. That it's like everyday stuff. Yeah, just it's like a diary going off to the right, bank. Right, right, in there, and then the balloon man takes him away. At the end of the year, you get them all back as a nice book. <laughs> yeah. You can remember what you've done. <laughs> uh, balloon memories, called. Uh, and then is this the school where they're in? Jim's apparently in school as well as working nine jobs. Uh, no, what? this is where Gordon confronts Jim and asks for help, and the two of them are never shown in the same room. Oh yeah. <laughs> Another choice bit of dialogue. Gordon meets Jim and says, you're the last known descendant. Can you help me defeat the Black Ninja? And Jim goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean, descendant? <laughs> he says that Gordon's mistaken and immediately says that he is the descendant, but has forgotten, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> so. uh, he promised his mom. It's fine. Is this the school? Yeah. What are they studying? Uh, how to school. be a citizen. Yeah. Oh, was it? All oh, right. Okay. I think so, because the teacher says, uh, we're all gonna you've all passed, uh, and now go out and be productive members of society. Right. Goodbye. But like all <laughs> exams, I'm gonna get the top three people out because we only got three diplomas. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Jim Jones comes top, followed by Richard E. Grant and Linda Cummings. It's so funny because it's it's just so obviously not their names. <laughs> no. Uh, Linda and Richard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then the teacher goes, goodbye. I've had enough now. Just walks <laughs> off. Linda gets up and she's like, it's my birthday. All come to my house. We're going to have a party to celebrate my birthday because it's my birthday. She mentions her birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want any presents. And then don't bring me any presents. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, out. I think Richard Grant gets up then yeah. and goes, and after that, I'll pay for us. So let's go disco. <laughs> <laughs> the moves are great. He does a little dance and they all go, yay. Again. Cla- that class is so thirsty for mad disco tunes. That <laughs> class is full of 34-year-old people. <laughs> Uh, this we never see Linda again. We never no. see Richard again. This section is never mentioned again. I'm assuming this is part of thingy graduates college. The film, this, or whatever it was this, called. This confused me so much later because I thought that Mindy, who turns up later, is Linda, but it's, it's not. It's Linda. Linda, Linda. She never turns up again. She asks Jim to come to the party. <laughs> I don't think he ever does. Uh, and then we the get another, another ninja battle. And I was trying to be charitable at this point and say, all right. It is a red ninja, but is he burnt sienna? Uh, but, nope. yeah. It was red. It was I, red. I struggled to do this because I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's the same red ninja as before, as the first one. They just shot two. Yeah, it looked. Yeah, he did look pale. Uh, another job. Uh, Mickey and Jim have opened up a juice stand, selling what appears to be uh, juiced uh, moolly. You know, yeah, like we're I thought, yeah, I thought it was like cassava or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's Jim's sixth job and possibly Mickey's third or fourth or something. I mean, the job economy in wherever this is filmed is, is hard. <laughs> uh, but they've got a poor um, operating structure. They let people drink the drink first and then pay, which yeah. is wrong, isn't it? Um, it costs a quarter for a glass of cassava juice, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's not even like table service. You're right. What are they doing? It's just a street car. Uh, but unfortunately... The bad lads that Mickey ripped off the other day come by and beat him up. Beat him up. There's a lot of good beat up sounds. Yeah. Hwah, hwah. yeah. Somebody gets like attacked with a straw basket at one point. It was great. Uh, just... Mickey's hurt very badly at the end of it as well, which yeah. is it's his turn because Jim got the shit kicked out of him last time. This is fair enough. Um, 
Right. And then uh, it's um, Mindy and a Texan dad. Anyone? Anyone I, want to throw in at this bit? Yeah, I'd, I'd made a note here that everybody's Australian except for Daddy, uh, who sounds like <laughs> Buford T. Justice. He's got, he's got an incredibly sexy, cool dude voice. <laughs> no daughter of mine. Yeah, I'm going to be in charge now. <laughs> oh, again, this comes out of nowhere. He runs a, a design factory. Yeah, that's design factory. I thought it was a bike factory. Oh, hang on a second. But she didn't know how to ride a bike. And he says, I can't believe you never learned how to ride a bike. But at no point does he I'm say, sure because your dad owns says, a bike factory. She, that, yeah, he wants her to join the bike factory because her brother's incompetent, which was a bit harsh. Um, and she agrees, but she tries to set up Jim with a job as well. So they, they set up an interview for the next day. And then Mindy invites Jim to a bike contest run by the factory and also wants to be taught how to ride a bike, yeah. which is a lot of asks in one day. For Interview, you... bike race, I need to learn how to ride a bike. For someone you've just met. Because this isn't the piano lady, is it? Nope. No. So who no. the fuck is this I woman? thought it was at first. <laughs> I Because I genuinely thought, oh, it must be her. But then she was like, no, her dad owns a factory. She said she was poor. So th- that can't be right. So Very disappointed ran... that She's, at no she... point did we hear raindrops keep falling on the head <laughs> of the riding around the square. She is a liar. That might explain it. She uh, lies a bit later on. So yeah, he anyway. tries to teach her how to ride a bike by pushing her slightly <laughs> until she falls off. And then just going, this is how you do it. And just going round and round and round her in a circle. <laughs> like bullies do in 80s films. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's also the return of the Red Ninja and Black Ninja fight. Oh, yes. At this point, I've got, I have no fucking clue what is happening anymore. (laughs) I think this is the third Red Ninja fight because I tried to put it down as Crimson. You've had Red Bird, Sienna, and Crimson at this point. It's the third Red Ninja fight. Uh, And then I I thought he only had to kill the top color of each ninja. He's just killing people for fun now. He's just potting the reds. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, he's he's nearly full as well. It's yeah, only, it's got only, like a red line on it, hasn't it? It's only the tip. So, uh, <laughs> just the tip that needs colouring in now. Uh, the Black Ninja realises that he didn't do his face reveal move last time. So he pops up behind him. <laughs> he pops up. Yep. He does. He pops up yeah. for part two. Yep. Uh, and the red dies, allowing the Black Ninja to complete the ceremony of disrobing his very stern face. Have we got past the yellow ninja yet? No. Oh, one of them we see some blood. Well, technically, the yellow ninja was the first one. It was the Grandmaster. That oh, it might not be then. But one of them, he gets sliced through his sword and he's got a bit of red on his face. And yes. I thought, ooh, there we go. There's the special effects budget. Yeah. Then um, it's time for the bike factory interview with Jim. Uh, yeah. Jim turns up at the bike factory and goes to the receptionist and says, I've got a meeting with the president. Where is his office? And the receptionist says, through that door and points. <laughs> and he goes, oh, thank you. And she goes, hmm. <laughs> And he, he goes, I've been sent here by such and such. And then she turns up behind him and I'm such and such. Yeah. <laughs> she, introduces, yeah, she introduces herself. And I was like, but that's your dad. She clarifies her role as a receptionist with no hiring responsibility. And Texan dad <laughs> says, what game are you playing? Jesus Christ, you make me mad sometimes. I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is a completely different film, right? Um, I thought it was a bike the... factory. I thought it, they just did designs. He tells her where the door is and that she should use it. Um, so she sticks her tongue out at him and leaves. And before Jim follows, the president of the bike factory gives him a, oh, you cheeky grin and a wink. <laughs> and he's got the job. I I would just put the family dynamics here is so hard to follow. Yep. Uh, He has the job. So he uh, goes and looks at um, a big stereo outside a shop for ages. Uh, Yeah, he's going to buy it. 
Well, he doesn't explicitly say that. Is it? He just stares at it. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's feeling wealthy, so he's looking at consumer goods. Okay. Then um, <laughs> go away, ladies and gentlemen. And then we get the bike race. The tandem bike race. That well, there's loads there. of people that we don't know. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's also one bit, professional so... team in matching tops. Everyone else, <laughs> randoms, amateurs. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit here as well. With there's a subplot, another one with um, Mickey coughing. He's coughing all the time. Jim doesn't like it. Uh, he tries to fags, get him to smoke, stop yeah. smoking and everything. He wants to get him to work at the bike factory as well. He's not turned up for a shift yet. So there you go. No, um, but don't worry about he's got it. A, he's brought back. He's feeling wealthy. So he's bought a bottle of surgical spirit, as far as I could tell, as a toy for the kid. <laughs> no, this will fix you. No. A, he gave the child a car yeah. and he said, This is medicine from a doctor. It's good for your lungs. Yeah. Yes. What he said. And he'd also it's got a big H on it. So. In a, in a, in a Hydrogen. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, they end up having and, like a bottom-style slapping contest at the end. Well, he, he he takes his cigarette off him and says, stop smoking these while yeah. he's coughing. And then Mickey gets into his bed and just has a sulk. He like mm. pulls the blanket up and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're a grown man, stop smoking. Uh, Jim in the next scene is balls deep into his job because he's given instructions left, right and centre. The customer wants this, this one larger, wider and longer. So expand this one. He says, I knew I should have read Big Fat Cocks. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Well, if it is a bike factory, how big and long and wide is this bike going to be? I don't know. I thought it was a design company because he was painting. That would make sense. Because he was painting those signs early. So he's got like, but then forget it, it doesn't matter, does it? None of it matters. (laughs) The president calls him in to discuss a mad painting that he's made of a pirate riding a skeleton king. Which (laughs) that looked like one of those thingies, you know, one of those computer generated images. And the, but um, sexy daddy cool though he's like god damn boy this is tremendous <laughs> uh, the customer really likes it but I want to give the credit to my idiot son yeah and I was like and 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 Jim's like okay do I get but paid? I don't want compensation for yeah. it that's yeah. what he says uh, he says oh I'll give you a pay increase for it and well, he says I, I can either give you a pay increase or increase your salary and I was like that's the that's same the same thing, thing. <laughs> and, and I've written here so it truly is uh, a tale a cautionary tale about the dangers of starting a small business because as soon as you get into somebody else's employ you'll do alright don't start your own business because nope. otherwise there'll be some street thugs will come and yeah. open you up I th- I to, to be honest I genuinely think that is the point of the original film the Taiwanese film is yeah if you start a business you get yeah hassled by the cops and stuff and there's protection rackets and stuff like that you can't you know can't do anything but uh, the the daddy and all of that is glossed over by the ninja strike daddy cool also says to him uh when you get into business things become dangerous sometimes i don't know at the bike factory what a sprocket falling off (laughs) (laughs) i wondered how they were going to make that into a decal for a bike really like just wrap that painting around a bike <laughs> but get it done airbrushed up the side of like the longest thickest bike ever uh camo ninja uh gets defeated his weapon is i don't know for frying pan well there's pink, there's pink ninja and he pink uses ninja a wicker basket hat. lid yeah his basket hat oh that was pretty good that one i like that fight because he kicked him in the shield and he just fell <laughs> yeah. over and then stabbed him and i was like fair uh, yeah. camo ninja I, I can't remember what he had as a weapon 
he fights him with a well, it looked like a wooden sword to me, but it makes a definite lead pipe sound when it hit. <laughs> yeah, all right, so it's that one. I thought he just kept the scabbard on it, and I was like, I, I thought it was supposed to be like a sort of practice sword training thing. one. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't and know. Anyway, Cam Oldinge is dead, uh, and he does a front flip because they all do. Jim meets Sarah again. <laughs> These things are very jarringly put together, and yeah. it is like that. So he meets Sarah, who's the musical woman that he, he met at that time. On the previous film. They have a conversation about things, and he touches her nose, which makes them both laugh. She writes his, her number down on his hand and gets a taxi. And then Gordon pleads with Jim about the sort of catastrophe. And it, it is like, it's just all like that. Yeah, it like hurt my brain You don't know what it. you're watching. Yeah. This, this is, this, is this the bit where he comes in and he goes, you've got to help. He comes in a second time and he's like, the yes. whole, many ninjas have died. Yes, the ninja <laughs> empire is in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, I promised my mother. And then he goes, oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's the tandem bike race scene. Uh, <laughs> what I loved about... Oh, go on, tell me the things that you loved about the tandem bike race scene. That none that of it, the characters are in it? That it was that's brief? A, that's a top, <laughs> top three. Yeah. Uh, it was brief. That it was, it brief. was quite brief. That it made Ben-Hur look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite thing was the commentators who were clearly recording for radio coverage of this bike race. <laughs> Mate, because if you were trying to follow this on the radio, they say, it's very close. It's neck and neck for first place. They're approaching the finishing line. Who is doing this? Makes horse racing a lot more exciting. <laughs> you don't know. You've got to go to the pay window and you go, oh, it wasn't you. Oh, fuck. I yeah. guess Jim wins. I, I, is, it, I think it's, is it? I think it's Jim and Mindy Cindy because he's taught her to ride a bike now, but only on a tandem. Yeah. So whoever it is wins, throws down his bike and jumps up and down for joy. Yeah. And gets mobbed by loads of people. Because tandem bike racing is Taiwan's biggest export. <laughs> <laughs> I found a modern modern tandem on eBay for 275 quid. Oh, really? Oh. A mate of mine's got one. He was selling and I was contemplating it, but I thought... Nah. I should have looked up bikes for James Fax. But the long, too long and wide. Um, at this point... Mickey comes in to the house smoking again, and Jim goes fucking mental at him, rips all his fags up. He calls him a bloody mess. <laughs> Just <laughs> call him a bloody mess. I like that. And uh, Mickey says, sorry, Gov. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think this is the point it's revealed that it's his brother. Yeah. I think he says, um, because you're my brother. But I guess that could be, yeah, as in, like... As in, my best mate, yeah. Street, street bros, yeah. Um but Mickey has to go to the hospital. Mickey has got breathing difficulties and he's coughing all the time. He buys a cake first, though. I mean, he is coughing everywhere. He's he's going around. And, I don't know what to call it. I was putting down rickshaw, but I think that's when somebody pulls like a litter, don't they? But yeah, he's yeah, riding a bike a, version a, of that. I don't know what they call a it. Cart of some sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a bike and he goes to meet the death balloon vendor and invites him to Jim's party because they haven't got any other mates. They <laughs> send so many death balloons. Um, if they invite. Him, we can send all the invites for free on the balloon, <laughs> <laughs> but only to dead people. Yeah, he coughs up blood into his hanky, which isn't good, and then he falls off his vehicle, and that's where he gets taken to hospital. Yep, this bit made me uh, a little bit sad. I wasn't expecting yeah. this to happen, I wasn't expecting it to be this level in the of middle drama. of Ninja Strike Force. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not what I expected. Ninja's getting killed, I'm fine with it. it's part yeah. of the job, like. But... <laughs> Mickey just trying to look after his daft kid and make ends meet and maybe have a bit of a smoke every now and again. This is awful. But ninjas are only in it for 40 seconds. This guy's 
time for, yeah. for 40 yeah. minutes. We, I know more about Mickey than I do about Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Gordon receives, a, to, God. I say, Gordon receives a parcel at this point. Yes. From, a, from I don't know, looks like Joey Ramone. <laughs> 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 and he just says, I've been told to give you this. He opens it. It's actual Mickey Mouse balloons that you get from Disney World. Yeah. And it and says, a and a note that says, the only way to defeat the Black Ninja is through no action. May the force be with you. <laughs> May the force be with you. Unbelievable. So we've had tears of a clown. <laughs> <laughs> and th- yeah, and so I assumed that right, take no action means that like it's like predator. Like if you don't attack it, it won't attack you back. Yeah. Gordon chooses to interpret that as kick fuck out of him. <laughs> It's it's a Hashton thing, as you could probably say. It's like me, the force be with it. No action is a Taoist concept. It's called Wu Wei, I think. And it means to, as an action, to deliberately don't do something. And it gets sort of inter- oh, it gets mate, interpreted I, as nice. Yeah, as lots of difference. All right. uh, that's not even any- a James fact. That's just extra theory. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> free. Anyone's uh, going to know about Taoist rhetoric? It's you. <laughs> Gordon feels that this is all the incentive he needs to suit up in a banana costume and do fancy swordplay. Yeah, he does some more posing. Mickey has TB. Yep. yep. He's got actual fucking TB. The doctor could not give a shit. He's like, um, he's got TB. Uh, Jim says, well, there must be something you can do. And he goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's going TB, to die. Mate. <laughs> uh, uh, and the death goes, balloon vendor turns up with a wrecked fucking cake. <laughs> Does anyone see the state of that cake? <laughs> all the side, all the icing, they, they would call that a naked cake in this day and age. Just because they yeah, haven't put all the icing yeah. on. Um, and then I've just got, fuck's sake, white ninja, what's going on? Uh, that's the white ninja with the two curvy swords. Ah, right. Uh, lot, yeah. That's because there's a lot of popping in and out of existence between the two of them until white ninja gets stabbed in the abdomen yep. and the black ninja does his face pop thing again. Yep. Uh, and that's and that's that. Um, yeah, Mickey's in agony, yep. finally succumbing to the long and bitter and, illness of TB. And as he lies there <laughs> dying, his brother says to him, goes, oh, you are so fucking stupid. <laughs> that's what you want on your deathbed, isn't it? I mean, Insults. that's bedside manner, isn't it? He... Jim picks up his decaying body, cradles him in his arms, and walks slowly towards the hospital doorway. And he agrees right then. In his his final dying breath, Mickey's final dying breath, he agrees to write a a death balloon just for him. And then we cut to the Black Ninja in a showdown with Banana Nesquik. I like how we've come up with this concept of death balloons as well. (laughs) You've missed these nurses come running in and they're just stripper nurses quite blatantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bring bring in the Clowns comes on again. And I've written Bring in the Tarts. (laughs) That's just how I read it. Because Mickey Mickey dies. And then we get the final 99 Sig Bluff balloon, shouldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) He never learned to write. <laughs> no. 99 death balloons <laughs> I mean if that isn't a film it should be and then the big showdown between Golden Ninja and Black Ninja he's not yellow he's golden because Black Ninja says oh Golden Ninja Golden Ninja he does yeah and I was like eh, it's yellow mm, it's banana ninja of. isn't it uh, they have a big fight and I thought the point of this was that he was going to take no aggressive action like he was just going to yes. defend yeah. and let him tire himself out but he doesn't he just boots fuck out of him <laughs> Yeah. Like, he could have done this at any point. Because the secret that he told him made the force be with him. He, he could have had that. He forgot that. Like, yeah. Jim said, oh, I don't remember what it is. Really, it's two lines, mate. I know you get hit in the head a lot in your life of work, don't you? <laughs> Fucking, yeah. And the fight, again, it's a it's a solid fight at the end. 
get darts thrown at one, any, one another. Actually, they <laughs> throw darts at the same time and they hit each other and cancel each other out and vanish like in yep. real life. Yep. I, I really liked his kind of rolling midair to get away from the shuriken. I thought that was a great move. <laughs> it was good. Just a point about the darts thing. Uh, when they hit each other, they were both blunt. So they were. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like a hollow point dart. <laughs> don't, don't try that in the pub either because you will get barred. <laughs> <laughs> Speak from experience. Yeah, they 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 throw yeah they throw opposite. I told her about the time I stopped a fight in the old man's pub near me, and once nope. someone had stabbed the other old man with his darts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know what the fight was about? Go on. He turned the, the racing over. He turned oh, the racing yes, over and wouldn't did. and wouldn't turn it back. <laughs> wow. I was covered in blood, not my own, right? <laughs> yeah, because he's too old. I was like, you could I just physically separate them. Me. Yeah, no upper body strength Jones. <laughs> I separate these two old men before they fucking broke a hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's ninja, there's shurikens being thrown. There's st- uh, when Gold Ninja Gordon, <laughs> Gold Gordon, uh, throw, hits his shuriken at the Black Ninja. It doesn't stick him, it just bounces off him, which apparently is enough to severely injure him enough to just get run. It's like through. the laser tag of the Ninja Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, then he runs him through, and then it just goes to the end. Yeah. It is yes. so abrupt. It's he runs abrupt him through, fight. he jumps in the air, twists around, vanishes, and then it's the end. Oh, and yeah. Like, there's a, what? Yeah, there's like a... Mrs. Popov or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's the film. And I was like, I, I don't know what this was. Because on the poster, there's like the gold ninja with a sword, but then there's, there's people kissing. Is there even any kissing in it? No. I don't no. think anyone kisses. And there's what appears to be Dave Hill from Slade with a gun. <laughs> Yeah, putting his Tyson on his gun. Uh, it's what, what is this? It, it, uh, I hated this. Actually, no, I hated half of it. I I was confused by all of it. Both sides of the film don't make sense. The ninja fighting bit doesn't make sense because there's three red ninjas getting killed in it. Yeah, that that Maybe doesn't. It, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Three red the, ninjas equals two white ninjas equals one other color ninja. <laughs> like a you know, like snooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a point the, system. The Taiwanese side of the film also makes no sense. I think I, if it was in I, order... No sense to it. Why is he painting stuff for a bike company? Listen, you little shit. You a job, right? <laughs> Don't take Jim and Mickey's life away from them because they were happy. Raising their little orphaned boy, laughing... And and going to college for just, a, just for a day. Just a, how did he have time? He's working eight jobs a day. I mean, he was getting fired from the point of that film. They must have cut it up somehow. I think it's, th- I genuinely think it's three separate films. I think it's Jim and Mickey's TB Adventures. <laughs> Jim goes to college and does bike racing and gets a job at a bike company and Ninja Strike Force. Yeah. And for some reason, they thought, let's cut these three films together, even though they have no semblance and none of the characters interact. Oh, well, Gordon and, and Jim yell at each other across time. I don't know how somebody <laughs> saw Q How Crams for College and possibly another film and thought Ku Hao. I can make a ninja film out of this. Ku Hao fights diseases from the 50s. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to give this two white ninjas, <laughs> which are the lowest rank of ninja in my book because <laughs> they're ginger. I'm going to go for a solid four bronze hollow point darts. Oh, I've uh, I've actually gone for because uh, I had honestly I had such a great day. I just went once I'd got past the fact it's crap. I had such a great time, so I'm giving it three bloody tuberculosis coughs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
That was Ninja Strike Force 1988, also known as Ninja Operation 2 Way of Challenge. <laughs> that a title? If they'd done some ninja operating, Mickey might still be alive. <laughs> El Camino Violento in Portuguese, which means the, the violent, violent car. All oh, right. <laughs> Um, and yes, the Taiwanese section was taken from a film, Ku Hao Crams for College, from 1981. 1988, it was the year of the first well-known computer virus, the 1988 computer worm, internet worm, sorry. The tuberculosis. The tuberculosis <laughs> worm. Uh, it was also the year that zebra mussels are found in the Great Lakes of North America for the first time. I don't know if that's a type of mussel that looks like a zebra or a type of zebra that looks like a mussel. <laughs> or just some zebra's mussel meat that's been thrown into a lake. I don't also know whether it's good that they ended up in the Great Lakes of North America for the I'm first time, guess or very, not. very bad. I'm going to guess they're in a, a, a thingy species, an invasive, invasive species. species. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing so. Also, Big Sean happened. They're easy to check out at the supermarket because they're stripy, though. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's Big Sean? <laughs> Was, did he play Mickey? <laughs> I don't know. I was looking on Wikipedia. It said, you know, Big Sean was born. Mark Big Sean Smith. and Little Mo. So you, you've just learned it. This is baby hands all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Skrillex was another one, but I thought there's a picture there of Big Sean. I can't not put him in. Sean um, Michael Leonard Anderson. No, professionally, is Big Sean. He is a rapping man. He is. Yeah. Um, there's no budget info for this, so I... <laughs> Not going to lie, I got bored and I just sort of searched wooden carved online and then went for the top price result. And I got a giant carved ostrich with a side hole for 26 grand. What's the side hole for? I don't know. Do you want to see a picture? I'll tell you what it's not for. I'll tell you what it's not for. That's why I'm not allowed in that petting zoo with Jim and Mickey anymore. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't share it. Uh, anyway. That's why you're not allowed back in oak furniture land. It's <laughs> my special varnish. Uh, the original <laughs> film, because I think we need to give some credit to the original Taiwanese film, which had no business in any of this. No, no, no. no uh, was directed by Chang Shu Shang. At the peak of his career, I've, I've written, it was in the middle of his career. His last film was Yes Sir! Exclamation <gasps> mark, four. Is that, a, is that a sequel to Yes Madame? <laughs> well, if it is, then it's gone through four installations to reach that point. Uh, <laughs> that was in already, 1996. That's what I already discovered with sort of Hong Kong cinema and stuff, though. The numbering and thingy make no difference at all. Because wasn't Yes Madame called like Police Interceptors 2? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, it, it doesn't matter. The name And like and five and other things as yeah. well. Um, Jim was played by Eagle Lee Soufei, who starred in Challenge 1981 and Who Dare Challenge Me, also 1981. He's a challenge specialist. <laughs> I'd like to believe that Challenge, he wins the challenge, and then the second film is someone challenging him again. <laughs> His last film was The Woman Who Sells the Bean Curd in 1992, an adaptation of The Wind That Shakes the Barley. No, it isn't. You fucking liar. <laughs> I mean, that that would be something. For a moment, I was like, is it? And then I saw you shaking your head, and I was like, can't give out false information. Uh, no, I've, I've discovered that James Fax is becoming more and more just lies. Um, <laughs> it's directed the... the um, crap Ninja Strike Force rehash of this film was directed by Joseph Lai and Godfrey Ho Godfrey who have between Ho. them directed 285 films when you say directed do you I, mean yeah. threw film into a blender and then that was a film for them yes right Godfrey Ho is 
the Z movie giant of Hong Kong, apparently. He's used at least 40 different pseudonyms, uh, but he's got, alone, he's got something like 160 films under his belt. According to Wikipedia, Godfrey's most recent credit is a cameo appearance in Scott McCade's Space Ninjas in 2019, where he plays a janitor. Good. It's all he's good for. <laughs> Uh, there's less oh. info on uh, on Joseph Lai. I'm pretty sure he isn't the Hong Kong uh, politician that's listed on Wikipedia. Uh, but he did direct Full Metal Ninja, 1989. <laughs> Zombie vs. Ninja, 1989. And Hitman the Cobra, 1987. And No Hitman, ninjas in that. Hitman the Cobra really confused me because Cobra, who is a ninja, is making high-stakes bets on ninja duels involving Gordon the Red Champion. Gordon. Why are they all called Gordon? <laughs> Gordon is played by Richard Harrison again. What? Oh, I can't watch. Much. I can't watch. These, oh, that's all Richard Harrison did at this point in his life yeah. was just these shitty coloured ninja films. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, I've gone through so many of these. It's like it's like the Snake Endgame. You just keep coming up with the same thing under different names. Um, it's directed by the two of them as well. Hitman, Hitman the Cobra is directed as well by Joseph Lai and Godfrey Ho. It's... When you say Godfrey Ho, all I'm imagining is the nice, quiet one from Dad's Army. Godfrey. <laughs> yeah, Godfrey, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as stated Sister before, Dolly. Gordon, uh, Richard Harrison was Arkham from Empire of the Dark that we covered the time before last. Uh, the rest of the cast either just did this film or had similar ninja-adjacent roles in Godfrey Ho films. However, one of the ninja, and I don't know which because none of them are credited with actual Colour. roles, yeah, they're not colour-coded. Gary Carter also appeared in 1986 Armour of God, starring a very young Jackie Chan. He oh. also worked, it says on IMDb, he also worked as a private investigator, graphic designer, and chef. In the bike factory. At oh. the same time. <laughs> <laughs> One after the other. I've just noticed as well, all the ninjas were white. Yes. Yeah. Appropriation. Ex except for the black ninja. Yeah. Who wasn't? Huh. I, yeah. Huh. I, I don't. I don't know why. I don't mm. know why. A lot of them have appeared in a lot of other ninja films, though. It, it is one of those things where it's just. I'm assuming it's an like the blood, the blood fist lads. They all appeared in each other's films, in it. Yeah. 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 I think they were just around. Um. But yeah, Armor of God. Jackie Chan stars as uh, stars as Asian Hawk. That is the character's name. <laughs> I've not made that up. And Are Indiana you sure Jones... you don't mean Ethan Hawke? Asian Hawke and Asian Animal, the Asian Legion of Doom. <laughs> it's the an Asian Indiana Legion. Jones ripoff. Yeah. Uh, an adventurer looking to make a fortune at exotic antiquities. Uh, after Hawke discovers a mysterious sword in Africa, a band of Satan-worshipping monks kidnap his ex-girlfriend, Laurie Lee. Not, not the poet. Again. Demanding the sword as ransom, as well as some other pieces of the legendary armor of God. A magical outfit dating back to the Crusades. So, what colours the sword? Is it coloured all the way in red? <laughs> is, there, is their church roof getting repaired? Is <laughs> church of Satan roof? Let's have a, a satanic bake sale. And thus satanic James whip round. <laughs> and thus James Fax pops down its mask and vanishes. Reviews for this are in the it is the best film ever made or it mm. is the shittest film ever made. I'm not going to do those. I'm going to give you one that's right down the middle. Five out of ten. Another slice of goofy cut-and-paste nonsense by Leo of Wine Dracker 31. Don't know. 
Ninja Strike Force is one of the more enterprising of the Godfrey Ho cut-and-paste ninja movies of the 1980s. It seems to me that the ones which feature Richard Harrison are always the best of their kind, while the others, with the likes Bruce Barron, someone to look out for there, to keep up, uh, struggle to keep up. The film that's pasted into this one is a typical low-rent crime thriller, but the picture quality is a little better than most, and it's one of the ones you wouldn't mind watching in its entirety. That is true. I wouldn't mind watching the Mickey and Jim fight yep. crime. <laughs> As for the new ninja material, it's a real hoot. The evil black ninja goes around bumping off all the other colours of ninjas until Harrison steps up and takes the battle to him. Expect goofy camera tricks, ninja headbands that say ninja on them, characters randomly shouting ninja, lots of unintentional hilarity. Yeah, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. I was going to ask what Richard Harrison brought to this that Mr. Baron, the, the, the Baron actor, couldn't Bruce bring Baron. to it. Bruce Baron, yeah. Um, but yeah, he did shout out Ninja, and that was very entertaining. Again, I think as a ninja, you wouldn't want to do that because it would give you away. Like, ninja! <laughs> it's, it, it seems like a design flaw, but that's it. I'm only doing one because literally all the other ones were like, if you like goofy Hong Kong action films, you'll love this. And I was mm. like, mm, but I don't. There's no yes, madam. It is no. Oh, hang on. There's loads of Bruce Barons. We'll never know uh, which one it is. But there, that was 1988's. Ninja Strike Force slash the Evil Car slash what was the other made up name for it? Uh, El Camino Violento. Asian Legion of Doom. Your favourite lines from the film to finish out on, please. Leave him alone, you bastard, or I'm going to break your head. The customer wants it larger, wider, and longer. (laughs) When I was 14, I ran away from home. My father's a ninja. <laughs> Many ninjas have died. <laughs> I made ninja! a promise to my mother. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Be productive members of our society. Goodbye. Let's all have a disco. <laughs> I've got kitchen sink as well. <laughs>